And boom, we are live. What up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Roman Singna Hall, and this is the Best of Evergreen San Jose Show. And at the Best of Evergreen San Jose Show, we talk local businesses, we talk schools, we talk real estate, and you know we talk the best of Evergreen San Jose. And on this episode, let's meet the Vice Mayor of San Jose, Vice Mayor Garasco. Look, Smith's going. Three, boom. We're live on yours. Look at that setting. Dang, we look good. We look good. We got way too much food here. But how's it going, guys? Ask the staff to. Hi, uh, everybody. To get Hope everyone's Facebook. doing well. On this beautiful Thursday, I'm Roman. This is Vice Mayor Garasco. We're just hanging out. We're going to talk. We are at Mexico Bakery. Mexico Bakery. Mexico Bakery, uh, 1560 Allen Rock Avenue. Check that out. Cheers. Good this, morning. Uh, talk. Got Omar here on Instagram Live. Um, first off, for those of you guys who have no idea who this awesome lady is, uh, I wanted to introduce your vice mayor of San Jose, maybe get to know her. Um, I'm going into the blank mind as well. Um, the vice mayor, first off, let's go way back. Uh, Eastside San Jose, yeah, yes. like myself. Where did, uh, where did you go to school? So like, oh, you born here originally? How did it go? I, I, I was born and raised in San Jose. I actually grew up uh, in, uh, in the west side of San Jose, uh, in the Del Monte uh, Cannery area. Okay. It doesn't uh, exist any longer. We have condos there, beautiful okay. condos. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing that is left of, uh, of the area that I grew up in is, uh, is the water tower. It's a beautiful reminder yeah. of uh, where my parents uh, made a living and, uh, and, provided a, and provided a a home for me. It's over by uh, by. And what's uh, the closest thing to there? Uh, Orchard Supply is still there. Okay. Orchard okay. Supply is still there, and uh, the old railroad tracks are still there. Okay. Omar's mother still lives there. <laughs> nice. She does. Yeah. Omar still lives there. Omar's a real pull in there. In the Gardner community. Center is still there, okay. and and there's still a lot of issues there, and, and I love that area. Okay. But uh, what was beautiful about that area is that it was a very immigrant community. It was a very close knit community, and uh, it's really where uh, I remember the happiest moments of my life. And usually, what I what I uh, tell people is that uh, in the summer, especially uh, when I when I smell yeah. uh, the fragrance of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the smell of my childhood. Uh, because my parents were It's crazy how scents bring back those memories, Absolutely. right? In that way. We got some cactus pears here. I got a really random interception. So I went to Pala, went to Lindell Elementary. I remember a lot of my classmates talking about cactus and how there are parts of cactus at a certain time. But is there some type of not religious significance, but cultural significance? No, no. right? So no. Nopales it's is just, one of, and that sounds totally ignorant to me. I apologize anyway, but but the, I, something to my childhood. No, no. So nopales is one of my favorite foods, and if uh, you're welcome to come and visit me in my office, I have a beautiful uh, portrait that was uh, given to me by an artist in San Francisco who happens to be actually uh, originally from Dublin, uh, Ireland, we're sister cities with Dublin. And so I went to go visit her and she had a beautiful cactus in hot pink, which okay. happens to be my color. And you'll see in my office. My sister and my wife. Uh, well, and see. I chose hot pink for the lead up to this. 
and you'll see in my office uh, a hot pink wall. Anyway, but look at this beautiful color. Uh, so this is prickly pear. My wife would argue lavender. It's like a it's the hardest color to find. Well, it's it's a beautiful color, uh, hot pink. So uh, so I'm gonna invite you to taste it. Just taste it. Just have a little bit of a taste. Uh, and so, so this is uh, it has no cultural significance. I mean, no. Uh, Right. But, uh, and, I, and I ask that just in case it does. Who knows? If it is, I want to know. And um, only only time my goal is to not cut the vice mayor off. But I want to stop to say hello to Steve, hello to Elizabeth. That's also joined. My coke is blocking Kang and <laughs> Jason and Mike Bowie. Mike, what's going on? Uh, to make sure we pause and say what's up uh, hey, to you guys. But we carry on with vice mayor. So we're. Well, you know, one of the things about side of San Jose, I think really about uh, about all of the cities of San Jose is that we have such an amazing diversity and and part of the diversity is that we get to share people's culture, their language, their music, uh, their traditions, yeah. but their foods, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, a few, you know, even when I was growing up, you couldn't just walk into any store and buy something like uh, prickly pear or tunas, as we know them. We used to have to grow them, and uh, my father had planted uh, cactus in our backyard, and we had them whenever we wanted them. We could purchase them, and so now you can come into just about any store. You received that uh, promise. And it's really good. Can, and you can uh, uh, definitely yeah. come into no, well uh, Mexico Bakery I, and, I, and have them, and they're peeled. By the way, they're really difficult to peel. So, I, I know cheers. for Indians, you know, you'll see bazaars and stuff, and. That's a concern when you go far out some places, but you can't get your certain type of tea or certain type of. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, these days we'll probably have Amazon coming into our refrigerator or something one day, but that's so important having that culture, having those things. So, uh, fast forward. So, grew up in Del Mar, smelling the peaches. Oh, Del Monte. Del Monte. And then this is elementary school. And then I, I went to high school at the Women's Library, 76ers. Nice. Yeah. And then I went to UC Santa Barbara. Wow. Perfect. I went to UC Santa Barbara, much to my parents' chagrin because they didn't quite understand yeah. um, uh, the importance of going away to school. And, uh, and they thought or they're that, just trying uh, to keep it close. Well, that's, that's, that's everything. I, I was an only child. I'm right. an only child, and so they didn't want their daughter to go far it's away. Normal. And you know, we didn't have. Right. We didn't have this, so I couldn't wave at my mother. And you, only made, and you only made phone calls on Sundays after 7 p.m. So you missed that Dormies. call. Like jail. If, if you missed that call because it was so expensive to make long distance phone calls, then you had to wait until that following Sunday to make that phone call. So it was really difficult. So my parents didn't want me to How important do you think it was that you went away, though? Even the Indian parents, they wanted to stay close to snap, but I told parents. They gotta go away. So little things like just wake it up in the morning, brush your teeth, and go back to sleep, or you gotta go to school. Mom's not gonna knock on your door and say, "Hey, you got this class or that class." I feel like that is so important just to become just to mature as like a person. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Well, and, and that parents is, are gonna be hesitant to that, but parents, up. I think that's why you should let them go far away. Yeah. You know? See, <laughs> then when you become a parent, you're like, it's easy to say that, Roman. Um, yeah. No, I, and you know, uh, uh, it, it's been a wonderful experience. I was the first generation. Same as uh, us. Same as us. Santa Barbara. Yes, actually. I, Same I, here. I, you I, meet I, you I, oh, okay. He's okay. He said uh, he's a few years older than I am. She's saying uh, you're ancient. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he's a few years younger than I am. And wiser. Uh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, 
but uh, you know, it's so important to go away to follow you that uh, your eyes Yep. You know, uh, you don't realize that these are individuals that are going to change the world, that are going to uh, make uh, their mark on the world, right. and then later on you either stay in touch with them or right. come across them again, and hopefully you'll, you'll treat them all forever allies right. in the kind of work that you're doing. So it, it, it was a, a great experience. We all crossed paths for ages. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie said, I love it. It's so cool to hear uh, from me. See, you guys got got to get to know her. Right. So Santa Barbara, um, what, did, what did you pick? What did you pick for the, the old major? Uh, at that time, we don't know what the at, heck we're doing. At that time, it was called Chicano Studies. Today, we think it's uh, called Political Science oh, it's or, studies. Uh, or History. I thought I was going to be a, a, a history uh, teacher, a professor at the, at the university. Uh, and um, and uh, I thought I was going to come back and I thought I was going to mold young people's minds and, right. uh, and get tenure at some university and uh, retire as a professor. And, uh, okay, so teaching, I, teaching I, was I, a thing. I thought I was going to write a lot of books and right. travel the world. And, uh, and what, uh, what are we doing now? All these people listening, we're still educating, we're still teaching. And I have a lot of respect for, for educators too, but um, then things obviously they evolved and you ended up... Uh, I, I, I ended up becoming a, a social worker, mm. uh, working... Uh, uh, 25 years in social work, uh, okay. working with families in crisis. Actually. Okay. Okay. They're saying the sound is low. Oh, the sound. Oh yeah, low. I was gonna ask oh, you guys. You can't hear us. E either that, or maybe the, if you got to turn the music down a little bit. Uh, we're we're partying too hard here at Mexico Bakery at 10 a.m. But thank you for telling us. Um, okay, better I'm, sound good. Uh, That's the, because I'm yelling, Chandra. And on the east side, <laughs> it's always a party. You know, so, so I, I just turned my speaker's volume up, my volume up, that should help for you guys, but thank you so much for telling Chandra, I swear that crossed my mind as I was uh, talking. So, oh cool, uh, history's always been my thing as well, and uh, political studies, but I was going to ask you the motive, but the motive was to educate, it was to teach, um, teach others. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, once once I got back, you know, life, life uh, has funny, funny uh, uh, curves and turns and uh, you know, uh, highs and lows, and it's just a roller coaster. And sometimes you have to go with it. Also, uh, what you start off thinking that you're going to do is not always what it's never going to go as planned. And, and you can't be rigid. You can't, you know. I always uh, say you can't be an oak because sometimes you break. Mm. You have to be like the better be a plant uh, or, or a plant. A palm tree, right? You okay. have to sway Change and you have to uh, be very flexible. And so my my life turned and changed a little bit. Right. And I ended up being a social worker for 25 years. I started off. Uh, doing foster care and adoptions, and I loved it. Uh, I loved uh, uniting families, reuniting families in some cases, which was the case with uh, Talk about with empathy. Care. Talk about empathy. Yeah. You're going to see real. Yeah. This is my show. I can cast, but I won't. But you will see real stuff. Cause, yeah. And you're going to feel for them. The only thing I can think of is maybe being a, you know, a lawyer and actually being a public defender like Ash was, is being a social worker dealing with foster children, dealing with those, you see the real things that affect the community, right? Right. And what's exactly going on? And what, did you do that, stay down south to do that? or did No, you no, I, I came right back. I okay. came, you know, I'm an only child, so I have to come right back. Okay. It, it was my commitment that I had made to my mother uh, when she finally accepted that I was back, that I was in school down south, I had to come right back. Well, but I'll tell you one thing. Sure. Uh, 25 years ago when I started in, uh, uh, in uh, social services, it was really interesting because I was hired to do a massive campaign to bring awareness regarding foster care and adoptions. And we struggled 
uh, to uh, bring this kind of awareness. I'm so glad that 25 years later, we're talking about it, we're looking uh, not only just to talk about it, but there are uh, systems in place and, uh, and there's so much uh, advocacy and support for these young people that really have become really vulnerable uh, individuals in our community. Uh, we know that they have an increased risk of uh, homelessness, right. an increased risk of unemployment, an increased risk of dropping out of school, an increased risk of uh, so many other issues uh, as they grow older and they age out of foster care. So, uh, so we have to make sure that we wrap ourselves and wrap our arms around them and make yes. sure that they have stability and that they have a home and that we do everything we can to make sure that they're successful and that they don't feel that they're broken because of something that was out of their control yeah. in their family unit, right. right? But that they still belong in yeah. our community and that they're ours, right? And that we take responsibility for them. So I'm glad that they're that they're uh, getting uh, a lot more uh, support than they, than they were getting 25 years ago. What, what do you think about single moms or single dads uh, when you run into the situation? What do you think? Do you, do you honestly think that that has an effect on our youth? And what do you think that does as far as, I mean, it's individual situation. I was reading statistics that when somebody's a single mom, single dad, the kids are more likely, because they're not gonna listen to moms, to get into crime, to get into bad things. Um, I know it's a tough cur uh, curveball question. Do you feel from your work as being a social worker that uh, I mean, there's a lot of single moms out there? Do you think, obviously it's tougher, it's far tougher, um, do you think that that has any effect on you know crime rates, what youth, whether they're likely or not? I, I think that could be prevented as long as there's after school programs, there's things, there's yeah. avenues for these kids. Yeah. I think I think times have changed so dramatically. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, if you look at fifty years ago, right? right. Uh, to be a single mother was such a taboo. You didn't want to talk True. about it. Uh, women were, were sent away to have their babies in, uh, in, in homes and right. they were brought back and it was never talked about and women were outcast. And now divorce rates have skyrocketed. You know, it, and, and, you know uh, it, it's not becoming the norm and, uh, and women are choosing their path. Women are choosing to be single mothers. Women are choosing to delay motherhood until they're way into uh, their 30s or 40s. They're choosing a, a career path first. Mm. They want to be ready. They want to be prepared. But, they but at, the same, be empowered. at the same token, back then, there was more grandparents around, which grandparents are huge. I'm going to thank future grandparents. I'm going to thank you in advance for the daycare. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, I admire, I, I really admire how women are, are creating their own communities to support each other mm. and to be part of a, of a, of a different type of family unit right, and right, to right. have uh, these extended uh, family uh, uh, care systems. Right. Uh, so it's not it's not what it used to be 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 40 years ago, even 30 years ago. Right. Women are choosing uh, uh, what their lives are going to be like, uh, whether they're single mothers or whether they're divorced mothers right. or, or single fathers for that matter. You know, men are becoming so much more active and so much more involved in their children's lives. So when we see single parents, I just I don't hear the same stigma anymore. Right. And we shouldn't stigmatize it. True. And so when we look at crime rates, I don't think it has to do with uh, uh, children coming out of uh, single parenthood. Uh, there, there are definitely more challenges. 
And I think what we need to do is make sure that those children get the support systems that they need in the schools mm -hmm. and that they get the same support systems uh, that they need after school. And, uh, and it's up to those elected officials and uh, the school systems to make sure that they have the resources uh, and the uh, wherewithal to provide for those children. Ramesh just said, uh, less Roman, more Vice Mayor uh, Carrasco. I totally agree with you. Ramesh, okay, that's why I'm trying to listen. And, and that's, it's not my line, that's Vice Mayor Carrasco uh, to you. So let's let's get into the nitty gritty. I'm probably giving uh, Omar a heart attack over here because I, I love talking about real issues, real, real things. <laughs> He's giving me the eyebrows. Here is um, DACA. That, that's kind of been, you know, the thing here. Very proud of Mayor Licardo and for us for, for stepping up, talking about it. Uh, I'm gonna be going to be completely honest. I, I, I was, completely ignorant about the issue and I, I think some people out there maybe too who are listening so let's start from scratch we're explaining it to uh, a five-year-old um, I, I saw a great post from an immigration lawyer on knowing your rights and I think that's important that we let people know exactly what you know their rights are who might be listening or they're going through it from scratch my barber earlier was like I'm a DACA recipient and was telling me I was at Evergreen Barbershop a second a second ago, and he's from East Palo Alto, and he's explaining to me, just just in a nutshell. So what is exactly? So if you're an immigrant, and any immigrant, right? Um, for those who, who don't know, obviously what happened recently is is Trump's administration has put it onto Congress that we have to step up and voice it. So 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 let's let's uh, so in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, DACA recipients, uh, so Obama, uh, when he was in office, uh, we'll make it very simple for right. those who sure. don't understand, because uh, I, I think I think most of us understand what happened, but there, there are some that, sure. that, that don't know what happened. Right. Uh, but there, there were a group of children that came over from Mexico uh, with their parents, very at a very young age, who uh, never qualified for... Uh, for uh, citizenship or for any sort of legalized or don't uh, have documentation uh, residency exactly it's coming back to me and now so, i remember bernie talking about eight, about eight hundred thousand in the it u.s eight hundred thousand yeah. more or less in the u.s mm. and so what obama did is he said for these children specifically i'm going to allow them to have an opportunity uh to be able to work uh, to be able to drive social security uh, because you know they uh, they basically they deserve a chance. Well, no, and they basically belong to us at this yes. point. They came yes. so young. Some of them don't even speak English. They've never been to Mexico right. uh, uh, since they've been back. They, they don't have any more family members. There's American as any of us. They, where else are they going to go? Right. They, they belong to us. Some of these children didn't even know that they were born. In, in Mexico. They didn't realize that until they came of age and they had to apply for school that they realized that they weren't born uh, in the U.S. They're quote-unquote different. Uh, well, they don't feel any different. Suddenly they, yeah. really, you know, they realize it. Right. So, so, uh, so these are the DACA recipient children. Mm -hmm. For example, Zolofgren was talking about, um, she was pledging somebody from UC Santa Cruz who's a mathematics major and vouching for uh, for him specifically, uh, and I guess representing him, but, uh, but like you said, I'm cutting off. Essentially, they're American as any of us, uh, and they didn't even know that they themselves. Exactly, and so what, what Trump did uh, is what, what I consider to be one of the most cowardly 
and one of the most immoral acts that uh, on America. You know, and I know that he's done, you know, questionable and uh, and uh, unfavorable and uh, decisions since he's been in office. No way, he's an angel. But to me, <laughs> but to me, this one, this one was very personal to me for many, many reasons. This one was very difficult uh, to stomach. This one was a very emotional one for me because I personally know individuals who have uh, contributed in the most amazing of ways to our country. Uh, but I've seen people's lives change because they've been able to go from the underground economy, making less than minimum wage, to suddenly flourishing in a way that you and I could. Uh, they've been able to uh, go from They could be a future Vice Mayor Carrasco. Better. Right. They could do better right. than a Vice Mayor Carrasco. Right, right. Uh, but Going to a six-income uh, uh, house, you know, they could be making six uh, six-figure income. Uh, they, they can contribute they value to had, society. They no had health insurance. They were uh, uh, paying a mortgage. They bought a house. They were paying a mortgage. Uh, they they've been doing so well. And to suddenly have the rug ripped from underneath mm -hmm. them is uh, is so unfair and it's so cruel in in actually right. the worst of ways. Right. So we can be even deport these individuals yeah. to a country that they've never been to, or right. that they don't know anymore, that yeah. they have no family. It's like plucking you and putting exactly. you uh, in El Salvador. Have you ever been to El Salvador? Nope. Okay. What if I sent you to El Salvador and right. said, fend for yourself? No, it takes me back, it takes me back to the concentration concentration type camps in during World War II, what we did the Japanese, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's essential to that. And there's no way to realistically Get on so Vice Mayor Carlson, what can anybody do? Obviously people educate yourself on that. I feel like there's a lot of fear being rendered out there, but well, we fear what we don't know, right? We should try to educate ourselves. Uh, know know your rights and best. Well well, there's fear because there there should be fear because because uh, he continues to up the ante on our immigrant communities. He has just decided to continuously attack a most vulnerable of uh, members in our in our community. And, and those are the immigrants. And, and, uh, and no matter how many times we, we continue to show him the facts of how uh, immigrant communities have made America what it is, he uh, he uh, continues to to uh, to try to appease his base. Right. So this is what we ha must do. We must continue to apply pressure to our representatives in Congress. We can't can't ease up on that. Mm. Uh, but the other is, you know, there is internal strife in the Republican Party. And I think that this one is the wedge. And so I believe that it is, I believe that we will find some allies in, in the Republican Party, and I think it is applying the pressure in, in the Republican Party. That's why. Is this exclusive of Mexican-Americans? Is this all da immigrants? Da is, is this Indians, Filipinos, whatever? No, da it's just da specific. Da no, DACA is, is not exclusive to Mexicans. DACA applies to, to, uh, all, to all immigrants. To, uh, that, those that, that, uh, right. that were able to qualify for that. But what I'm saying is, sure. so they, they must know their rights. They must not panic because you can still work until your DACA expires. And even when your DACA expires, you do not have to inform your employer that your DACA has expired. So you must go to the websites that are reliable uh, and to those organizations that uh, are credible. Try to renew it right away. Well, you're not going to be able to renew it after okay. this. Okay. But, but uh, he's given six 
months for it to phase out. So, but you need to go and get your, you need to know your rights. You can't go by, by, uh, by rumors, and please do not go uh, to the famous notarios, which prey on our people. Uh, you have to go to, to uh, reliable resources, uh, you know, like Siren, uh, like uh, the uh, law foundation, all of the wonderful organizations that we have here in San Jose that we've been working with that really are the most reliable sources. I know that everybody is scrambling right now to get uh, petitions and signatures and uh, people are going to DC and they're advocating and let's hope that in the next six months uh, we actually have a path to citizenship at the very least for our DACA recipients at the very least for our DACA recipients. So, uh, and this is something uh, he moved forward and he's, they say he's putting cars on the spot. Congress can overturn this in a heartbeat, right? There is it have to be overwhelming uh, majority there. You know, we're hoping that Congress will act swiftly. Yep. Um, uh, and we just have to continue to put a lot of pressure right. on our representatives. I know that so Lofgren is uh, uh, has been a, a true advocate for us. Lover, a lover. Uh, yeah, but she's one one person. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we just have to we just can't lose up on this. This is very emotional. This is. You know, this one is a, a very emotional one for me, uh, and this one is a very personal one for right. me. Uh, uh, and everyone, everyone, quote unquote, doesn't like politics until it affects you personally. Yeah, right. It, 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 I want to add this. I want to add this. Sure. Of the eight hundred thousand DACA recipients, uh, about a third of them live in California. Of the of the one third that live in California, seven thousand approximately are already enrolled in a four year or in a community college. So they're students. They're already students. Of the of the one third that live here in California, they already contribute eleven billion dollars to the state economy, making us the sixth economy in the world, one of the most powerful economies in the world. So they contribute to to uh, elevating us to that level. Uh, these are not individuals who have uh, their handout waiting for charity. These are contributing individuals. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're teachers. They're individuals who have been working out uh, in uh, uh, the disaster relief uh, out in uh, Texas. Uh, right. These are your neighbors. These are... Uh, uh, we're fine, we're, we're, we'll keep, oh, keep going. The connection just went down a little bit, but it'll jump. It, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll still be recording as well. Yeah. No, while, while we're on there, so I just saw uh, Jeremy Right? And again, this is all going to go on YouTube here later. We're, we're back, we're, we're fine. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. I love, I, exactly. Which we'll change gears in a second and talk about what Jeremy's doing now and how he moved over to affordable housing and what we're yeah. doing there. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. I saw a great video going around from an immigration lawyer on what you can do. But I think, I'm thinking about the, 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 the daughter whose mom and dad don't speak English, and they're usually in the household, just like you were before you sat Barbara. To inform them of things, to talk to them. When something like this comes up, yeah. who's your source? My parents are going to ask Roman, right? So right. for them who might be listening, this is great um, information. Yeah. And thank yeah. you, uh, Vice Mayor, for uh, addressing that. And uh, come on, we're not going to go down without a fight. I try to be a wacky person and always think in my mind to argue the other side, right? Uh, just to kind of think to myself, and this is the one time where there's no arguments. There's no argument. Everybody knows that we're, we're immigrants, you know. Go back as far as you want. This is ridiculous. What his motive could be, I can't even uh, 
fathom, but this, this we'll leave it at that. Sense. This whether, is a positive show. At, whether you look at it economically, socially, uh, uh, when you look at the well-being of our community, stability in our communities, this doesn't make any sense. No, it's moronic. Uh, and you were saying, so California, California itself is essentially a country. I was looking at the greatest economies. I've said this before. Is that, you know, at a point in time, it was Japan, number one, Germany, and then number three, California. I'm like, wait a minute, California is not a, a country, but that's how powerful yeah. our economy, and you yeah. stated how important, uh, you know, uh, these immigrants are, and we should be helping them. And here's the thing, put religion, politics, everything aside, as I've always said before, we've got to be humanists first, right? Um, and I think somebody like yourself, the background that you have is completely empathetic to that, and somebody who's never been on the front lines or done these kind of things or been fed with the golden spoon are the only ones that I can imagine to not care about the other fellow man, but anyways, let's let's wind it. Let's switch it over to a positive and talk San Jose for a second. I saw Jeremy uh, for a second, a good friend of ours, just moved over into a division of trying to focus on affordable housing. And let's be real, which is what we do on this show. Everybody's moving out, Tracy left and right, but they're commuting all the way back to San Jose because this is where the jobs are, but essentially because they may or may not be able to afford where they live right now, but I know yourself, I know Mayor Kakar in the background is working their tails off to try to find ways to make this better for our community and better for um, San Jose. Um, what are some of the types of things? I'm sure this has been on your uh, radar since I saw Mayor Lucaro talking about some housing he's trying to get um, done in downtown San Jose to make things more affordable. Anything off the top of your mind that's in that range? Yeah, or? what I do want to talk sure, about, sure, yeah, well, there's a lot of projects that, that we're working on and, uh, and, and we're trying to incentivize uh, right. developers, uh, we're trying to incentivize companies to come in and, uh, and offer, uh, be able to offer our, uh, our residents uh, uh, local jobs, good paying local jobs. Uh, we have companies that are coming in, in fact, just this next Sunday, uh, there will be 10 companies at Emma Push Park, uh, great job fair. If you come in and you're looking for a job, they'll sign you right up within three days. One more time, ML... Emma Push Park. Emma Push Park. And I'll make an announcement at the end Wonderful. of all the great opportunities. But uh, there's a lot of activity happening in San Jose. Uh, you know, San Jose still has a lot of uh, vacancies and so we're trying to encourage people where, uh, to come in and uh, San Jose is a great city to work for. We're trying to streamline the process so that it doesn't take six months to yep. get hired. Yep. It doesn't take even three months to get hired. We're trying to get people in, 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 the, uh, uh, in, in the door yep. and through that process. So we're, we're, we're trying to be the kind of city that you want to come and work for, make a good wage, and we're trying to make sure that it's an affordable city. Uh, right. That's probably not going to happen. have that wage, you know, be it. Be yeah. I guess in parallel with housing, right? Exactly, and, and, and it's it's not an affordable city. It isn't, and I'm telling you this as a mother of four children who's uh, also struggling. But uh, but I'll tell you, I want to tell you a little bit about where we are. We are on Alam Rock Avenue, oh, yeah. uh, fifteen sixteen. Uh, 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 on the east side of San Jose, which I absolutely love. Uh, you have to love your district if you're going to run for your district. And represented and I, I hope to try to represent it well every single day when I get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but I love uh, this, this I, I love the entire district. But I want to tell you a little bit about Alamar. 
Yes, please. Uh, please. Uh, this is five. Uh, district five? Uh, this is district five. Five, five. But uh, East San Jose. Uh, so, so uh, the past couple of years, VTA has been through, uh, installing uh, BRT bus rapid transit uh, with the with the hopes of getting people through East San Jose as quickly as possible uh, into downtown, into what's going to be the transportation hub, so that they can get into uh, Silicon Valley or South San Jose or wherever they need to go, so that they can get to work and they can make a living. That's improving affordability and, uh, right there, right? Less so, gas, less cars. Well, that's part of it. That's part right. of it, right? But uh, but uh, there's been a lot of capital improvement uh, up and down Alamo. But the, the, the reason why I bring this up is because uh, uh, on Alamo also there's been a, a revival because there's been a lot of challenges. And so now we have the Alamo uh, Santa Clara Business Association that has been burst through this process. Uh, the president of the Alamark uh, Santa Clara Business Association is Mrs. Uh, Flores, who's just a couple of uh, blocks down. Uh, we happen to be in uh, Jose Landin's business. Uh, we just just left. Jose's awesome. Uh, awesome Charlotte, but I, I wanted to showcase a couple of his dishes. Uh, this is one of my favorites. It's a uh, uh, tamal de queso con rajas preparado. We have a uh, torta milanesa. Here, take a bite. I'm, I'm, this is mine. I'm eating this. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so, pan, uh, it's a great bakery. And I'm only showcasing a, a little bit, but I'm going to get to my point. Have what a bite. Yeah, have a bite. Carry on, please. Uh, yeah. And so, but anyway, so because there's been this uh, uh, resurgence of interest mm -hmm. in the east side on Alamoc, just down a couple of blocks, we have a new development, Getsad Gardens, mm -hmm. which is going to have, it's a brand new development. It's going to be beautiful. How is that? Amazing. Is it? Yeah, very good. That's, that's one of my favorite questions, by the way. Amazing. So it's Milanesa. It's, it's a little steak. It's really good. Uh, the it's, development you're talking it's, about. It's yeah? Getsad Gardens. Okay. It's affordable housing, mm -hmm. 72 units, not nearly enough to house the kind of, uh, 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 to take to address the kind of crisis, right. and I call it crisis, the crisis that we're experiencing. Right. But it's going to be 72 units, and it will be larger units than what we're used to seeing. Okay. So two to three bedrooms. Okay. Three bedrooms, which means larger families. Larger families than, uh, than, uh, Vice Mayor, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. Let's let's uh, okay. allow me to be the skeptical, annoying guy. Uh, he, he's gonna, he's gonna, some guys gonna be there and be like, "What do you mean a portal? What's a portal?" It's, I've always been curious on my mind. Is I see uh, on Vice Mayor's uh, new policies programs for East San Jose, she has a section on renters' rights and protections. So this comes in. What are these? Just an example of some of these. Protection because let's say I'm an evil landlord and I just try to to double, triple your rent overnight. That's not going to uh, be possible in this development like this. Well, okay. Well, this is affordable housing, so okay. this is entirely different. Okay. So affordable housing is is uh, is, uh, uh, is is so affordable housing is entirely a, a different type of development. Mm. So this is for individuals who whose income is extremely low per standards. So there's there's a, a metrics uh, uh, put out by the state of California. Uh, so you have to meet that uh, that matrix. So it may be a family of five or six, and maybe your income can't be uh, above sixty thousand dollars. And your your uh, rent, and I'm, it's just off the top of my head, please don't quote me, but maybe your rent is going to be about nine hundred dollars. Got it. Got and so so. So that, so that, so that gives so, you right away. So in order for you to 
have the incentive. So if you make too much, you cannot live there, right? You can't live there. Now, what this. you're talking about in terms of the renter rights protection are policies and ordinances that the city council mm -hmm. passed just a few months ago, and we will be revisiting it over the next several weeks as well, right. uh, to uh, uh, based on what we've already learned. Right. Uh, uh, renter uh, uh, landlords yep. uh, a, a year ago, a year and a half ago. Uh, when I first came into office, uh, were allowed uh, by law to uh, to raise the rent uh, up to eight percent per year. Okay. Uh, certain units, right? right. Um, we were able to reduce it down to five percent. That's only under certain conditions. So, so mind you, in some places there is no uh, limit. Period. In the commercial world, um, the the largest is three percent. Right, so you cannot increase more than three percent a year. And of course, you negotiate those type of things. But I remember a million dollar shock. People were talking about it's a YouTube documentary. Right, I'm not sure if you've seen that or not. But people are getting evicted in San Francisco after being there for years. It's a letter, right, saying that hey, we got an offer. These are the types of things. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and so, so, I'm, so I'm happy so, you're doing. So renter protections as well. Uh, uh, um, uh, it's in order, in order for a landlord to evict you. There are, I believe, 12 or 15, and I don't remember exactly, uh, reasons why they uh, can evict you. Mm -hmm. To raise the rent is not a reason to evict you. Right. Um, so, uh, so if you violate the contract, they can evict you. Sure. Uh, because you're destroying the property, they can evict you. If you're doing some crimes. sort of unlawful sure. activity, they can evict you. Right. So if they're protecting their property because right. you're not taking care of it, they can evict you. Right. But they can't evict you based on, you know, suddenly the rents doubled mm -hmm. and the market calls for that. And right. now they want to make more money or more profit. Right. They can evict you based right. on that. And fair. so uh, so it's a protection for the landlords right. as well as a protection for the renters. Now what I want to say about that is that we need our landlords. Mm -hmm. be able to provide housing, good quality housing, clean housing. And be empathetic uh, towards these type of things. Exactly. So I, I want to be able to say that that uh, I have a great deal of respect for our landlords. I have a great deal of respect for those who provide housing, uh, clean housing, quality housing, that respect their tenants uh, and that uh, are willing to work with us. Mm -hmm. uh, in every business, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a store, whether it's a department store, whether it's a tax service, real estate, what have you, you always have your bad apple, right? You know, and there's so always individuals. Who referees, are, there's always going to be two that are corrupt. And, 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 and there, you know, and so we're trying to make sure that those bad apples yeah. are not uh, taking advantage of vulnerable individuals because this is a different kind of business. People need to live in shelters, they need to take care of their families. Right. So we're trying to protect our families. I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing. I call it preventative maintenance, but within your your guys's power, these are the type of ways to avoid these type of issues, which is. Uh, great thing you're doing as an uh, elected leader. Matt, Omar, we just gave amazing value again. And I think the people, these are real issues, right? That uh, people care about, like rent control, like DACA that we talked about. And this is what I was talking about. We, we were worried about, about time, boom, 42 minutes, just like that. And we've gone through two questions. I'm telling you, this thing is, you like, how do you talk for an hour? I'm like, listen, just having great conversation, right? We're documenting and having you guys able to join us. I apologize, Omar will go back through. There's a whole bunch of questions that came up. And if you missed it, don't worry. We're gonna go back, we're gonna go through it, and we'll be able to get answers uh, for you on that. We appreciate you um, asking them. So we talked about um, 
talked about, we talked about, uh, let's see, I'm going to go through one of them because I know I took my time. Uh, we talked about the State of the Union. Oh, so Google. I know it's on everybody's mind. Again, these aren't about, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about them. I remember months back, Google kind of purchasing uh, a huge amount of land and you guys announcing that. Anything like that is great for, you know, our area. It was kind of the downtown settlement here, kind of the industrial warehouse area. What's their, what's their timeline? Have they given you guys any type of updates, which in the construction world is, you know, never believe it. There's always going to be a very long timeline. But I'm sure people would sound to be excited about, you know, kids were getting out of college, saying, hey, this is great. How can I get my... Well, have you heard anything? Well, it's okay if you haven't. Well, uh, you know, we've, we've just entered into negotiations, so we're in okay. the very, very, Still very point. early stages. Uh, they did uh, purchase some properties, uh, and, and the properties that they purchased are privately owned, so mm. they haven't purchased anything yet from the city. Mm. Uh, uh, and with the city, like I said, we're just in negotiations. Uh, and so here, here's the thing, you know, uh, uh, a company like Google can go anywhere. True. Right? They can go anywhere. They can go. Uh, we want them here. We got to give them a reason. Right. The jobs for you well, guys. We, 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 want, we want them here. Right. Uh, we want them here. We want them to be responsible, corporate uh, citizens. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that they will be. Um, That's a tough line, they, right? They, Balancing they, yeah, that yeah. business versus but ethics. I, but, I think, but I think that they will be. I think that they will be. I think that they're hearing from the community. That the that Santos is different. Santos say you know, says, you know I, I I I go to Los Angeles, I go to New York, I um, I'm in Santa Barbara, I'm in different areas of California, and um, and it's always really interesting to hear how communities interact with government, and in um, Santos is very different. We're a million plus. In the next 20 years, 10th largest city in the U.S. Yeah. Absolutely. In the next 20 years, folks. In the next 20 years, we will. It is estimated that we will grow another 250,000 residents. Wow. Population's that increase. Yeah. We have kids. Yeah. Another 250,000 residents in the next 20 years. So whether Google is here or not, some will say it will not be the same. By the time I'm a grandmother, no doubt. No doubt. Right? Yeah. by the time I'm a grandmother, we're a grandfather. Yeah. Right. Uh, we will not yeah, no, live in the same city. Yep. It will be totally different because 250,000 wow. people changes. All, all this, all this just went through my head so while you're saying that was you that. have to prepare a general plan, preparing for that. Yeah, people are so stuck in the moment. Are you and uh, Mayor Ricardo are thinking that far? That should give you perspective, right? So, New school, new shopping center. How do we get there? Yeah. How do we travel there? How do we transfer our shopping? You have to, you have to design streets and highways, and you have to make room for different modes of transportation. Right. You, you don't want all those cars. The new, the new uh, green two-way bike lane. Was that was that recently? Where yeah. was that? Where was that? That's, that's, that's the very first one in the city. It's a two-way, two-way lane bike hike. Right. Uh, it, it was segregated to the right, but you can go both ways on yeah. your bike. But it's the yeah. first one ever in the city of San Jose, and it's here in my district. It's a it's a, a two-way bike lane. Ten times. Say that ten times. No, I'm not gonna say. But but anyway, so that's what we're doing. We're preparing, not not for me anymore. I'm 
prepared for my grandchildren. Kids, kids, kids. For my grandchildren. Right. And that's hard to envision and to visualize or to fathom. That's why it's so important. It's 250,000 people that are coming in right. in the next 20 years. Right. So with or without Google, we're changing. Mm -hmm. So, but having said that, with Google coming in, they will bring in 20 to 30,000 new jobs. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But the impact of what is going to happen mm -hmm. shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't, uh, um, Shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be. We have standards too, right? Well, we should. We should uh, take that to heart. We should insist on um, on being partners with them, and we should, especially on the east side of San Jose, understand that there will be domino effects mm -hmm. beyond it's gonna the freeway, yeah. east of the freeway. Right. What does that mean? That that affordability, parks, intellectual capacity, we have to think about all of those things. And so how do we engage them so that we're all responsible for the growth of the city of San Jose and the impacts right. of the city of San Jose with a big, huge company like that coming in? That's going to attract others and others. And guess what? There'll be other people just like... Uh, um, just like Google. Can I say one thing? I think you guys have done a great job from being 17, and I'll say it, 17 with my fake uh, ID, sorry, Vice Mayor, uh, to being 20, 29. We would hate downtown San Jose. Ask any uh, San Jose resident. We would go to San Francisco, we would go to Santana Road. When it came to partying, not that I do anymore, mom, mom and dad, but when I came back, wife, when I came back from my 10 year reunion, giving them a heart attack. I came back to my 10 year reunion and they said it was downtown San Jose. Um, I, had, I hadn't even really gotten into it because most places were clubs, they would go under. And now I go in and it's completely changed. And I was 17 to you know 27, that's 10 years. It's a lot of time, like you said, but I just want to commend yourself, Aj, Sam, because I know that's not easy. And here's my thing, I don't kiss, but I give credit where credit's due and uh, it's absolutely due on how you guys improve the restaurants, the San Pedro Square, doing all those types of things. So thank you uh, for that. For every every council member who's a part of that, because that's going to make people you know feel safe, want to be here, want to be a part of their community, and that's what this is all about. At the end of the day, it's about you guys. You know, uh, I know we're hitting 50. How are we doing, Omar? I, uh, Vice Mayor's probably got like 20 uh, meetings uh, to go to today. So. Uh, so we hit a four ball we, we got we got we got we we, we hit every single uh, thing that I wanted Can to hit. Can I tell you something more. exciting that's yeah. happening? Yeah, yeah. Around the corner. From, Just the um, event. From the bakery. I mean, well, oh, oh, yeah. I'm that too. Event. So around things. the corner from the event, I'm, I get really excited. Get in here. But around the corner from the event, uh, we just opened up a brand new park. We haven't had a brand new park on the east side of San Jose since I've been going. So with the help of Jim Bell, uh, we purchased a piece of property, uh, a piece of property from the state of California. Jim Bell, okay. Yeah, uh, in the city of San Jose, Pyrenees was very helpful. Angel Rios, uh, his whole team, we're just very uh, indebted to them. We purchased this little strip. Uh, up against the freeway, let me tell you, we had such issues over there. A lot of blight, garbage, uh, really a fire hazard. Now, See we, have, now we have a beautiful, 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 beautiful uh, 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 park right up alongside. We just finished phase one. 
uh, and it's just lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, we're cobbling funds together to uh, finish up the uh, phase two. Phase two is very exciting. You're, ju you're, why? you're jumping off a building. Make sure you get to that after. Sorry. Oh, we got three. Let, we got three things. You, let me tell you why phase two is so exciting. For the first time ever, 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 on the east side, we're going to have a dog party. We have dogs. Yeah, we don't have any dog We've dogs. We've never had a dog party. We're going to have a dog party. So phase two is going to be a dog park. So we're excited. This is our uh, 31st. I know, Neto Bejerano, a dog park. <laughs> a dog park. Yeah. So anyway, so that's going to be phase two. But anyway, phase one right now is beautiful. And so um, it's all around. And 31st, we're going to have a little ribbon cutting uh, with little cupcakes or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But that's more to come. So that was, we'll throw the date in there too That later. was announcement, uh, announcement number one. Announcement number two. Uh, I'll talk about Viva Calles in a second. Announcement number two, this Friday, 4 p.m. Uh, this one, he hasn't thrown me over the edge. Uh, double Omar yes, Torres. Uh, Omar Torres. He put it all together, uh, so thank he, him, by the way. He, he, uh, he, he, he throws me over the edge every day, but uh, now I'm literally uh, going over the edge. Is it Adobe building? Uh, uh, it's the Adobe building. Okay. Uh, I'm going to conquer my fear, my tremendous fear of heights, anyway. and I'm, uh, I'm repelling down 16 floors. Uh, please come join me, cheer me on, uh, uh, please uh, uh, try not to uh, uh, distract me too much because I am coming down 16 floors. Is it too late to uh, donate if you no, find uh, I, would, I, would, late? I would love it if you would uh, donate okay. $10, $15, anyway, that money goes to uh, really uh, help uh, uh, build the skills of our houseless population okay. and hopefully really end uh, homelessness for these individuals. But uh, I need to finish raising $2,000 in order for me to come down those 16 floors. Right, I got uh, But if you go on my Facebook, yeah. just press the donate button. I really would appreciate it. We're almost there. We're actually almost there. Okay. And so uh, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, that's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for a whole bunch of money. Just uh, a couple of bucks it, uh, would be very, very helpful. But again, uh, please join me. 4 o'clock. I'm coming down those 16 floors. 4 o'clock. <laughs> Is that today? No, on Friday. Oh, Friday, Friday, Friday. Okay, yeah. Check out Vice Mayor's page. If it were today, I couldn't do this interview because I'd be all on nerves and I'd be crying. She'd be meditating in the corner somewhere. I'd be, yeah, oh. I'd be, I'd be. Uh, they're, they're closing out the roads. There's some huge event. Okay. Let's do that last one. My last commercial. <laughs> Folks, uh, it, it's exciting. You know, we're only doing it once a year, but Viva Calle. Okay. Uh, and so uh, uh, give me a thumbs up, whoever's listening. <laughs> let me know if, you, if you've I heard of it. Viva Calle. Vivaca is very exciting. We're very happy to be able to do this. Uh, this is our third year that we've done it. And once a year. We, we only do it once a year, but I'm going to tell you, in Bogota, Colombia, which is where it started, um, yes. it's uh, it's uh, they, they close 60 miles of their streets. We, we're only closing seven miles. Okay. And uh, in Guadalajara, they do it every single Sunday. Mm -hmm. They close 40 miles. Uh, this uh, last uh, spring, uh, Omar and I and Council Member Arenas uh, had an opportunity to go out there. We rode 14 miles of it. Uh, it sounds easy. Uh, What's the significance? What's the cultural significance? It's just well, it's, it, it's it, a festival? It, it, it's not so much a cultural significance, but I'll tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, the, and by the way, they're doing it in Paris. They're doing it in Los Angeles. They're that. doing it in Mexico City. They're doing it in Canada. They're doing it back uh, 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 on the East Coast in San Francisco, in New, in New York, in Boston. Uh, I can't remember where else they're doing it, but really, it, it's uh, it's it's catching uh, it's uh, it's catching uh, a critical mass throughout the world. The the 
purpose of it is, is, is multi-faceted and multi-layered. One is, imagine reclaiming one of the biggest parks that you have in the city, which is your paved street. This is the biggest park you have. Imagine taking all of those cars off the street for one single day. How many tons of carbon monoxide are you taking out of the environment? That's a good point. Yeah. So, if, if you're thinking of environmentally, it's good for the environment. It's excellent for the environment. Just pause. Pause for a second. Right? Or, or, yeah. No, I'm gonna pause with the. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I meant oh, I pause you, with the pollution, the car, oh, no. all that. Oh, but I wanted My to pause anyway. I didn't mean to cut. But I wanted to pause anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Okay. That's one layer. That's okay. one layer to the environment. I wanted to pause part. anyway. Okay, but 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 environmentally, we're looking at the environment and how mm -hmm. we we really uh, start saving Mother Earth, right? Mm -hmm. But the other is, it's meant to uh, to really uh, build community. And, and um, get outside. And how many folks, this time it's going to go, it's going to start at Cunningham Park. It's going to come all the way down White Road. It's going to, uh, uh, it's going to uh, bend at, uh, at White and Alam Rock and then come all the way down Alam Rock and end at Japantown. Okay. We're expecting about 100,000 people from throughout the entire city of San Jose. So it's a city event. It's not an east side event. It's not a west side event, it's not a downtown event. And you can start and stop anywhere you want. But I've spoken to individuals throughout the city, and I know people from other areas of the city who have never made it into the east side of San Jose. So this is an opportunity for Willow Glen to come over I love it. and finally see and showcase parts of east side that they've never seen. So and vice versa. So, so, and vice versa. So, we're excited to be able to do that, and that's the purpose of uh, Viva Calle throughout the world: cool. is that you begin to cross over into areas that you would never, on a normal basis, go. Is that the translation in English? Viva uh, uh, Calle. The streets are light. Streets are light. Streets are light. Yeah, but, but here, we, oh, here's, that's here, That's the thesis right yeah, there. Yeah. Here's the last. Here's the last. The economic impact. It's supposed to be an economic driver. Okay. And the reason why in Guadalajara they do it every single Sunday because they get 450,000 people on the street. You suddenly are out of your car and now you're walking, jogging, running, cycling, uh, uh, skateboarding, or rollerblading. You suddenly are seeing things that you've never seen before. Suddenly you're passing through businesses that you've never been aware of. And suddenly you're eating an ice cream at a parlor that you didn't know existed. Stimulate the economy a little bit too. So, so the businesses won't give this up anymore. They, right. They're the drivers of this. So, Perfect. so come on out, join us. Come, uh, it's on Sunday, uh, on the 17th. It starts at Cunningham Park. By the way, there's going to be a zip line. Come zip line with me. No way. Oh yeah. Okay. You know what? It's the biggest. I, zip I think line. That, that's the, the single reason. <laughs> it's, it's. They tell me it's the biggest zip line in the world. It yeah. comes all the way down White Road. That's insane. That's insane. I'm going to check that out it's personally. Well, if they said it, we'll fact check it. Don't worry. Nobody's perfect making mistakes. Well, why don't you come and check it out? There's yes. <laughs> See where heads at. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, this is how I thought this talk was going to go. This is how it went. Uh, I want to thank you, Vice Mayor, for the, hey, the time. You were hey, wonderful. Oh, no. I'm going to grab, I'm gonna grab like my, crazy. My I'm going to grab like crazy. I lost my, my fork somewhere no, no. over here. Just grab it with your finger. Oh, yeah. Oh, my.
Um, uh, now you have to. Oh, Come so on. I went. So Omar works with Vice Mayor. He's got to go to CrossFit. I did. I want to thank him as well. Um, and thank you all for tuning in, for watching. I'll throw this up um, on YouTube, and I'm sure uh, we'll, Vice Mayor and I will be talking uh, again. But I just think educate, 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 value, value, value. That was my goal of this. It's not about myself, not about Vice Mayor, but I want you guys to be able to join in. And uh, you can always reach out to Omar. Reach out to the office. Is there anything on your mind you want to be pointed in the right direction? Um, you are not alone, right? There's always information. There's always resources. Uh, for you guys, no matter what the subject is that we're talking about. And thank you to uh, Mexico Bakery, 1560 Elm Rock, for uh, you know checking us out. And uh, yeah, everything by us, Mayor said she hit it. Usually I don't shut up, but she killed it. I'm so happy and I'm so grateful. So uh, cheers to you guys. Go kill the rest of your day. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at Viva. Viva Calle. Viva Calle. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. Oh, take care, guys. Cheers. I'm going to finish this. Uh, wow, awesome. Good job. Good job. Oh. <laughs>